Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park My guest today is one of the most recognizable voices in true crime podcasting, and he's the second biggest podcaster as far as stature that I know personally. The podcaster studio is honored to welcome St. Patrick himself from True Crime Garage, the captain. What's going on, boss? Did you did you just call me fat? No, I, I, I'm in, in stature, and I said yes. second. I said second because I, uh, Bob Ruff has you beef. Like when when he hugs me, it's like a. It's a swaddling type of scenario. You yeah, give warm you ever, hugs too, but it, I think Bob's I, Bob's bigger than you. Bob's bigger than you. Yeah, have you ever been jumped? No. Uh, that, no. That's that's what it feels like when he hugs you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, more than one person yeah, hitting me right it's now. Like it just gets you like an anaconda, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, Captain, I'm glad we can make this happen. Thank you for making the time. Uh, before we get into things, how are you doing? How are you feeling? We, you know, Crime Com was about a week ago now. So, you know, yeah. are you recovered? You know, yeah. Yeah, it took a long time, this one. <laughs> and I love how people were like, I, I didn't see so many people posting about partying. Yeah. And I was like, well, there was a lot of partying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it was, there was a lot of pictures being taken, but like from the same spot. But there was plenty of partying happening for sure. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a wild time. I had fun. I'm still kind of like getting used to this aspect of it, which we'll get into because I'd, I'd like to just, you know, hear your thoughts on like the world that is true crime. You know, like <laughs> yeah, it's, it really is like it's society. bizarre, you know, but yeah. um. I'm still like getting my sea legs underneath me, but it was, it, it's, this is the second one. It's been a fun time. It was a fun time last year. We got to hang last year and we got to hang a bit this year too. Um, and yeah, it's always fun, but I definitely like recovered. Also, I was a person who av- avoided COVID. There was a, there was a small smattering of uh, people that got COVID. So I got home and all, only thing I had to deal with was jet lag. So thankfully, you right. Know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, yeah. how long was your trip back? Five hour flight to Baltimore from Vegas. But, oh, so you had to direct flight. So I had to go. Oh, you had to go. You had, they had to take you around the mulberry bush? They had to take me to Detroit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to be in Detroit. Yeah, just, like, just to stop? I mean, did you get out and get a, you know, a hot dog wrapped in Cornish beef or whatever they do? I don't know. What, what, do, they, what do they do there? I don't know what they no, do. I, I went and hung out with Eminem. And yeah, you know, yeah, you can rock, lived it up, yeah. America the style. ICP. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. So. Oh, well, that, well listen, yeah. I mean, all jokes aside, the ICP hang. Those guys look like they look like they know how to have a good time. <laughs> it might not be my time, but it looks like everybody involved is having fun. It looks like pure debauchery when I see any kind of juggalo events, but they all look like they're having fun. 
And that that gives me some jealousy. I'll, I'll be honest. I get a little bit of FOMO. Like, I don't want to go, but like, I'm like, that looks fun. But I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, I don't think you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I should cancel my ticket to the Gathering of the Juggalos then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Let's cancel that. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, I'm glad to uh, have you here. <laughs> here inside the podcaster studio, we like to kind of just... You know, have some like to have some podcasters that I know on and, and get to, you know, see them from a different perspective. And what I like to do is I like to start the stories of, of, of you guys at the beginning. So I would like to know, like, where did you grow up? Like, where are you from? So I'm, I'm from outside of Columbus and um, my my father was a detective and my mother was a principal. Oh, that's so good, I have yeah. rules. Authority, yeah. <laughs> authority figure issues. A real small town, but, you know, t- typical suburb. What would you say growing up in, I guess, Colum- outside of Columbus, Ohio, what would you say that did to your personality? You know, like, you know, Seattle has grunge scene. West Coast has L.A. hip hop. East Coast has New York, Italian hip hop combination. What is growing up in Ohio due to a person? Uh, I think we're... We're amalgamation of all that. Oh, like wow. whatever is happening in New York, we, we, oh, it's New York. It's so cool. Yeah. LA is so cool. There's this thing, like, especially as being a musician, a lot of my friends, once we got out of college, it was like, okay, now we got to head to a cooler spot. Yeah. Where I was always of the belief, like, we could create this spot. Yeah. This is our spot and we could create it however we want. Yeah. And, uh, and if anybody knows much about like music history, like back in the twenties and thirties, there's well, even in the forties and fifties, there was record companies everywhere. Yeah. So there'd be some really cool record companies in um Cincinnati, Ohio, or uh like chess records in, in Chicago and and they all had their own little vibe. Yeah. And I, I miss that, you know, like we're 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 so like there we've became too much like this is the path and that's so i need to go to new york or yeah go to la instead of blazing your own path which is what is really cool about podcasts in general i mean if you look at generation y they're kansas city you're baltimore or columbus yeah uh, bob's michigan i mean michigan but I know that yeah, I, saw, I saw you a little. You uh, choked back some throw up when you said that. But yeah, yeah. I appreciate you fighting. It hurts. It hurts me. <laughs> no, but it's cool, and and you don't have to be in L.A. or New York to be making a statement for yourself. I agree with that. I think this is like this is like the the forefront of a new time because you don't have to do that. Like you know, I remember when I was in high school, I thought I wanted to be like a TV writer, and but I was like, I can't pursue this because I'm not going to move to New York and just drop everything and and. And, and take it's too big of a risk to take. But now you can like just write scripts wherever you live. If you live in Alaska or Iowa, like you can just write right. scripts and put them online and, and make something happen. You can direct, you can make your own skits, skits or TikToks, and like you can make something happen. I think it's the dopest time ever. But to go back to Ohio, like even as even as like late as the 90s, I mean, you had Bone Thugs, then you had Zap, you know. So Ohio has been a lot of done a lot of trailblazing things. So I do think that that's fucked up that like, you know. Well, Bootsy Collins from Cincinnati. Bootsy, you know, it's like you know, Bootsy baby. Yeah, you know? still doing it, still doing his thing too. So yeah, I mean, you guys definitely have this distinct sound. I mean, people can say whatever they want, but people rap fast, to, in my opinion, because of Bone Thugs. So 
Ohio had in all these little pockets, they have this their own sound. And I, I feel like, you know, like you said, with today, how the world is today, everything's kind of open. So you, you kind of lose that. Like everybody says hella now and everybody says whatever the New York slang is like we're kind of yeah. it's like that's the good and the bad. Like it is good that you can be in Ohio and Bob can be in Michigan and I can be in Baltimore. And, and that's great. But then we also kind of lose our identity because everything's just kind of like open, you know? Yeah, I was actually talking to an Indian friend of mine, and he was he was trying to explain the language, and everybody in India speaks Hindi. Yeah. And then there's, like, all these subsets of that. Yes. But if you speak Hindi, Hindi then you, everybody's language makes sense. You can just catch, you can catch the, the most of it. Right. That's what he explained to me. I, I don't speak Hindi, yeah. so. But... I we're we're losing that in our society and we, we act like it's not important, but it's like, it is though. When I went to Philadelphia, when I was a teenager, like I want a Philly cheese steak. Yeah. And not, not like the one I get in Columbus, Yeah, want, but now everything has become so homogenized that you can travel to a whole another city and just be like, okay, where's your Chipotle? Yeah. You know, where's your McDonald's? Where's Where's the food? Yeah, where's the just generic sign that says food, generic sign that says drink? Yeah, I I, I don't like that at all. And it's, I think it's very sad. And I I think it's something that, I think there's a lot of things that humans are going to go through and then we're going to look back 20 years from now and go, what? Yeah, I agree. Why did we do that? Yeah, why, why, why were we doing that? Yeah. My grandfather keeps, he's from, he's from Cincinnati and he, he lives in Vegas though, but so which Vegas is like, like the epitome of what you just described. Like you can get yeah. anything from anywhere in Las Vegas. You can get a Dodger dog. You can get. I mean, you can get anything. It's it's like it's ridiculous. It's 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 too much stimulation. It's 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 ridiculous. But he stands by this. He loves um, chili burgers. Yeah, and he's like, there's no better. I can't even remember the name of the place, but there's one of Skyline them. Skyline Chili. It's Skyline Chili. And there's a place in, there's one place that he's like, I have to go. It, it gives, it's like a taste of home. And I, and I appreciate that. I feel like people where they're from, you got to embrace that. And, and sometimes you got to like put that at the forefront because you get all these transplants. They come to these cool places and they kind of like take the soul out of it. And then like, you know, people, a lot of people go to Philly and they say, is it like it's a Pats or a Geno's type of thing? But like, if you talk to anybody from Philly, nobody from philly goes to either one of those places that's just like the touristy place that you go right but if everybody that comes there falls in line with that then you lose the place that is actually the best cheesesteak place in town because nobody goes there because it's not the tourist attraction right you have to keep it a secret yeah yeah but but i want them to make money too i don't want them to become pats or genos but i want them to make money too so it's like you gotta like almost embrace like where you're from and, and say hey like this is what this place is really about not chipotle or you know texas roadhouse or this is the real where i'm from and and we're losing that like you say as things become more homogenous like it's it's becoming more of a battle to have identity well i also think people have this concept that if you're from new york that somehow you're more intelligent or you're more fair whatever it is it's like trust me like the i grew up like i said the suburbs well we had nothing to do. Yeah. So anytime I'd go play music with it, like a group of inner city kids, I'm, I'm, you know, walking circles around them. Yeah. Because 
they had all these stimulus. We yeah. had all these things that they could go do. Oh, we can go take the bus and go down to the mall. I couldn't take a bus to go to the mall. It would take me like all day to do that. <laughs> so it's like, ah, nothing to do. I might as well sit down and play my guitar. Yeah. You know? And, and then even more so, like I, I have a buddy that's amazing guitar player, but he grew up on a farm and he's oh, like, yeah. all I, I did was play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and for six hours I'd play my guitar because nobody could come to my house. Cause <laughs> Like I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that that stuff, you know, creativity, imagination comes from within. Yeah. It doesn't come from without. Absolutely. Um, And sometimes you can be, you need to be inspired, but there's some very creative people that are inspired by very simple things like simple uh, sitcoms. Yeah. you, You always, you always hear like Dave Chappelle and, and a lot of the great comedians talk about their fascination with sitcoms and stuff when they were uh, little children. Yeah. You know? And they just take that idea and they just whew, expand you know. it. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. Like, you know, having too much outside stimulation can cloud you from finding your path within yourself, you know, and, yeah. and finding those things that really speak to you. It, it, it took me probably a longer path to, to land here because I was so focused on just like work or whatever, like whatever these things that you're told you're supposed to do before I was like, well, what, but what do I like want to do though? And, you know, and eventually I like listened to that and was able to, you know, carve out a little lane that I'm trying to make a little bigger as, as, as I go on. But, you know, I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. So that's really like what it's all about, you know? Well, that's, I think that's a big struggle for everybody. And, and I'm 41 now. I just turned 41 and I was watching all this stuff on like midlife crisis. And one, of, I read this really cool article and he was talking about how it was, it's not a midlife crisis. It's awakening. It's awakening because yeah, I'm now to the age that half the references that I'd make to a 20 year old, they will not understand. Yeah. But I'm also of the age where I don't care that they don't. Yes. <laughs> like you don't get this reference. And I don't I don't, yeah. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and then I also love when you meet a kid and they're like, Well, I wasn't born yet. I was like, most of the shit that has happened <laughs> to humans you weren't born. Has happened way before you were born. Yeah. So uh that, that I don't know. That's that's always kind of irked me, you know. I get that. That's the vanity of youth, though. Like, it's like, um, I think eventually the ego quiets down in that in that regard. I don't know when it happens. Like, I, I just turned 30, I, you know, I'm so I'm 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 a I'm a kid and, and still. But I do relate to what you just said in the sense that, like, if I don't know what some 22 year old person is talking about at this point, it doesn't make me feel like I'm out of the loop. I'm just like, who, who gives a shit? Like, who, who yeah. like we're not on this. You're you're out of my bracket of giving a shit about thing. Like, I don't I don't I don't care, you know? Yeah, and it's not like I want them to go die. No. Or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like you but, can't uh, hurt my feelings because I don't know about Snapchat or something like that. I don't I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't I don't care. Well, I think the difference too is like, you know, somebody of an older generation might tell you something that you need to look into and it's probably of something of substance. Yeah. And now we're society just no substance. Yeah. Like, oh, I make TikTok videos. Con- congratulations. <laughs> There's a guy that makes these videos where he plays like heavy metal music and he like took his daughter's hands. Like she's a baby and she like is in a like booster seat. Yeah. He goes behind her and grabs her hands and like acts like she's playing the drums. Okay. 
And it was like funny the first time. And now the guy has like hundreds of videos of the same thing, <laughs> just different songs. And you're like, this is what you came up with. Yeah. This is- Out of all the things that you could have contributed to the world, you thought that this, and probably what happened was he posted a video, it probably got like a bunch of likes and he was like, okay, repeat. yeah, repeat. And it's like, you have no substance. Yeah. And, and that like, baby's hands are going to eventually, they're going to start, keep getting bigger every day. And then what do you do? You're going to have your uh, toddler do it. Now you're just chasing it, man. Now you're yeah, just looking yeah. like a fool. Yeah. Well, he looked like a fool after the second video. <laughs> like, he, oh yeah. Your point is he already looks like a fool. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, parents used to shame, you know, I grew up in the eighties and they'd be talking politics and stuff. And if you butted into the conversation, they were going to shame you. Yeah. Shut up, kid. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And now we, oh, that's we, done. we have this society where it's like every children, ha- every child has a voice. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they all have a voice and most of them we don't need to hear at all, but everybody has access to a platform now. It is, yeah, it is but, something I talk about with people all the time. Like, if, like I love Twitter cause it's funny and I don't take it seriously, but there are so many people giving like dissertations and, and Ted talks on Twitter with, with a lot of words and a lot of $10 words that sound good. But like, if you yeah. really read what they're saying and pay attention to what they're saying they don't know what they're talking about but then ten thousand people are like this person's a genius you're brilliant retweet uh this is a this is the best thought how's how how is the president not thought of your tweet and implemented it into a policy yet it's like because it's a stupid thing that they that's it's dumb they just have the access to a platform yeah but we also live in a world right now and and i i hate politics i think you should have an understanding of politics but we're in a world right now where the Democrats could come up with a plan to like, you know, end world hunger, give everybody a million dollars, free gas for everybody. And they call it the democratic, like save the world plan. The Republicans would vote that down. Yep. And then the next day, if the Republicans came up with the same exact plan (laughs) and put Republican on it. Yeah. The Democrats would vote it down. It's like, it's, it's chameleon shit, man. Like everybody puts on well, different I'm, skins for the, for the moment, you know, to get well, their Trump, constituencies to vote, you know, Trump initially was democratic, like yeah. as far as some of his ideology. Yeah. But then he gets into power and he has to then bow down to the, the, the party. Yeah. And it's like, I, I was actually, my dad used to say this. I didn't vote for the guy, whoever it was. Yeah. I didn't vote for the guy, but I hope he's the best president of all time. For sure. And 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 look at Obama. <laughs> a bunch of people come out to support Obama. And he's like, look, we, we got to do this together. We got to create change. He gets elected and everybody's like, good luck. <laughs> a lot of people argue that he was too uh, isolated. But it's like, I think people isolated him. Yeah. Like, oh, now you're in power. Well, let's see what you can do. Yeah. And then the whole other side was just like, okay, well, now we're going to spend the next two years trying to destroy this. Doing guy. the opposite of whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it really is like, and it's all such a game, you know, like it's all just such a game. And I tried to, I tried to buy into it for a couple of years. And, and cause you know, cause you fall for the speeches, you fall for the righteousness and you fall for all the beauty. But then when you, when you really boil it down, it's like, they're just going to say whatever they can to keep the job. Yeah. To whoever it, it it's double speak. Like they're going to say this to you and say that to you. And they're going to say it a little bit more to you because your vote and your demographic, we want to get that. And so we're going to make these promises and then we'll give you like a 10% version of what we promised. And 
you know, maybe that'll buy us a few more years. We'll put a couple people that get to keep their job forever, no matter how good or bad they are at their job. It, it all is just, it all is just pretty crazy. I, you know, I, I, I have over the last few months steered away from politics because it's just draining and like, it leads to like just pointless yeah. conversations, but it really is something that we all need to get on the same page that like left, right. What it's all, it's all, but it need, it's about the people, man. Like yeah. it's all just designed to keep us divided. And once we figure that out, I think we can really make some real differences in this country. As well, and I think a lot of it's too to go, hey, look over here. We have this, we have this war in Ukraine that we don't know what to do with, and then all of a sudden we have this vote on Roe versus Wade. Like what? Yeah, don't what worry is about happening. That. Yeah, yeah. Like, did we did we just go back in time? Yeah, like you know, you know, what's next? Are we going to repeal other things that we already discovered? Yeah. This is what we discovered, and then we made it right, and then we moved forward. It's like no, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go back, flip the pencil around, get get the eraser out. Yeah. We're gonna start, you know, it really. Next sets thing it. you know, they'll be like, if you don't own land, if you're not a property owner, you can't vote. Like it, what? It, it, and it and it could. I thought we already figured yeah. this out. <laughs> this isn't this isn't you this know? isn't settled. If you are caught wearing a leather belt on a Sunday. You go to pre- we're going to reenact that. That now is like <laughs> right. I know it's still on the yeah. books in some places, but now we're going to really start enforcing it again. Everything's like up the, in the air now. <laughs> the Old Testament, you can't wear two types of cloth. So yeah. if you wore jeans and a cotton shirt, <laughs> you're going to the stockades, boy. Yeah. You're going to the stockades, my boy. Yeah, we man, gonna, <laughs> we're going to sacrifice you to the goat. Yeah, like no. we're living that book life, man. You know, so if we're just making rules off the book, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Now. Captain, I would. I like, figured oh. this would get a little bit heavier and deeper than. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, than most people would actually. Yeah, I was like, now what kind of ice cream do you like? <laughs> so, no, chocolate. Uh, yeah, All, every time <laughs> yeah. chocolate. So, um, we spoke about music a couple uh, a couple times earlier. So, and so I think I have a I have a guess to the answer to this question, but I would like to know what would a young captain or skipper, if you will, say he wanted to be when he grew up. Well, I wanted to be the the best bass player in the world. Okay, yes. Uh, I went to Philadelphia to go to the Black Lily Club, which is where uh, the Roots used to have a like a Sunday. Okay, where they just have uh, artists like Indy Ari and Erica Badu would just get on up on stage and and if you became part of the hang, you would then get, get up the jam. and get a play. Yeah, I never i I saw it from afar, so I went. A couple times to visit and then try to meet some people and yeah. oh maybe somebody will be like hey let's get this guy on stage and it never happened but uh, that whole um at that time like if you ever seen uh dave Chappelle's block party i love it like that was that was my my nirvana at the yeah. time you know like where i went to school for jazz a lot of the neo soul hip-hop coming out of philadelphia yeah. was loosely based off of that yes that culture and so that's what i wanted to do like i i got to open up for uh, kanye west i opened up for the roots i opened up for tyler quali so i did that for a little bit and then it, then later it was like okay well i just need to start <laughs> teaching metallica riffs on guitar <laughs> and, and and playing in a cover band and all that nonsense so and so so you 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 start your podcast in 2015. I watched an interview about how you said, you know, what podcasting 
did for you as far as when you were listening to podcasts and then uh, starting a podcast, you know, that was, you know, the reason like you wanted to kind of be what a podcast was for you for other people. Um, But like, what was the, would you say that's like straight up this, that was what started the whole thing or was there like, is there more of an origin story to that? Well, I mean, the simple thing was me and Nick listened to podcasts and nobody else we knew really listened to them. Yeah. And so we would talk about them and then he'd be like, Hey, I just listened to this episode from generation Y you should check it out. And so I'd listen to it. Then I'd call him and go, Hey man, I just listened to this thing on NPR. You should check it out, you know? And then one day he's like, Hey man, we should start, start a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, eh. <laughs> it was strange though. Cause I was like, well, what do you want to talk about? And I, I kind of knew that he wanted to do true crime because he was, he's been obsessed with it since like we're babies. Yeah. And, but he started saying, well, you know, uh, I'm going to be Nick and then you're going to be somebody, but you're not going to be yourself. And I got this intro and then I got this outro, uh, be good, be kind and don't litter. And then I want you to do music and I want to have these trailers. It was like all thought out. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. So then we recorded like five or six episodes. And then he's like, we should put one out. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, maybe we should go back and redo <laughs> the last six now that we know what we're doing. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, let's just put Keep it, it raw. So he Joe but, Jackson the whole thing, huh? Yeah, and he beat me. <laughs> he beat me. Dance. Of, and you're going to call yourself the captain. Do it now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I need you to act more like Michael and yeah, less yeah. Like, like Jermaine. <laughs> so uh, what was, so, so when you say he said, you know, you're going to call yourself this, but, you know, he didn't. What, what, how, did, how did the captain come about? Well, I was borrowing an Elton John record from him at the time. And one of the t- tracks was Captain Fantastic. And I was like, just as a joke, I thought he was going to like shoot it down. I'll be Captain Fantastic Go. Yeah. Instead of Fantastic. <laughs> and he was like, sure. And so after like the second episode, I'm like, I can't be called Captain <laughs> Fantastic Go. That's the dumbest thing in the world. And, uh, but I used to play with this guy that used to call me Fat Hands all the time. Uh, you know, I'd call him Mittens because he played. <laughs> keys and so anytime he'd mess up if you ever played keys with mittens it sounds bad <laughs> and he'd call me captain fat hands so i was like okay well just shorten it to captain um but nobody in my real life ever called me <laughs> captain and now i'm just stuck with it you know people are like hey nice to meet you captain and uh where's your boat you know? <laughs> yeah i was that's actually that's, uh, that actually leads me perfectly into that so like you start this podcast, it, 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 it takes off, you know, you now, as yeah. you stand in at this time, you are known to millions of people or, you know, whatever the numbers are, a lot of people as the captain. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I got, I had the pleasure of meeting you last year and, you know, I, I, I think we hit it off. You know, I think we hit it off, you know? Well, I thought you were messing with me. Remember oh, about the Dawson's Creek thing. Yeah. Cause yeah. <laughs> the story is that. I think Morgan talked to you first. Yes. Brian Pedia. So mm-hmm. I thought he went over and told you, hey, this guy likes Dawson's Creek. have to come over. When he comes over, mention Dawson's Creek. No. It'll freak him out. So when you're like, <laughs> hey, I do this podcast on Dawson's Creek, I was like, what? Nope. Are it's, you messing with me? It's simply, it simply is a passion of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not much of a passion. You know, yeah, you yeah, yeah. One season. Okay. All right. A fair, fair. But it's, it, it's technically it's, half of a season. <laughs> 
No, but so so do you feel like an obligation because we talked about it a little bit before we started about people being like, man, are you so drunk right now? Or like, like, do you feel like you have to, is there a persona that you feel like you have to live up to? Or do you feel like you are, you are getting to just be you with, with a little bit of like, you know, people put some extra zhuzh on it, but do you feel like you have to be a thing or do you feel like you are being yourself? No, I think that's, what's nice about being a podcaster is we, when you go to crime con, you know what to expect and that's going to be, that expectation for a couple of days. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, I don't drink that often. It's just not my thing. I, yeah. I dealt with depression my whole life. It's not the smartest thing to drink every day. For sure. Have depression. For sure. I also love these people that are like, I'm super depressed and I drink all the time, but then I also take pills and it's like, you got to address the real problem, you know? And yeah, and so if you really do have depression. You need to, you, I advise people not to drink for sure. Know? Um, but, you know, I, I drink at, at the gatherings and sometimes too much. But it's it's my weekend to do so. And exactly. And the rest, the rest of my life, nobody knows who the hell I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I was going to touch on that because this was a really interesting weekend because last year CrimeCon was very small and there was a lot happening in Vegas. And yeah. um, so it, it was really interesting to see people who cause pandemonium at the convention that we're at. But then across the street, there are there's a draft happening. There's football players. There's all this stuff happening, and they m- might not know who you are at all. So it is a yeah. very like podcasting is a very interesting level of like notoriety because you really can go from somebody crying. I signed sh- I signed shirts and things that I did that I would never. Nobody knows me, but there somebody <laughs> could be like, "You're my favorite person of all time." Yeah. So like, how do you deal with that? Like, like, I mean, you say like, you know, when you go back home, it might not, it, it dies down significantly, I would imagine. But like in these situations, do you think that the, the music background prepared you for what is your life at the moment? Well, I just think, <laughs> I just think individually, we're all not that important. You know? Oh, I agree like, with that fully. And I know that sounds yeah. horrible, but it's like, I remember going on the first, I would do these concert cruises where we'd like play the the casino bar at night. And so it'd be like three doors down or kid rock or three eleven. Yeah. These big, huge bands and the guys that are going to see them on the cruise ships are just like, Oh my God, I love you. They don't know (laughs) who the hell I am. And maybe they'd ask for an autograph or a picture or something like that. But the next, like I'd get off the boat on a Sunday and then come Monday, I'm teaching green day to a little 12 year old <laughs> yeah you know, so it brings and, you back to reality yeah and it's like that's what i did and but but you see it i don't know if you notice it in some podcasters where they get to crime con and you know thursday their head is one size and friday their head's oh. a little bit saturday their head's a little I like if, it's good ego and bad ego yeah like but ego can be the enemy and i don't know i like to uh I think it's good to have friends in the podcast world to discuss that. Yeah. You know, um, the first couple crime cons I went to affected me differently than they do now. Sure. I'm still excited when somebody's like, look, I love you. And I listen to you all the time. Cause w- the reason why podcast became so big to me was I moved away to be with my wife and, and her kids and I knew nobody. Yeah. And I lived out, uh, you know, basically on a farm and I had no, it was too expensive to get cable. 
because they had to be satellite. Oh, oh had yeah. no internet, no cable. All I could watch is I would watch DVDs and I'd listen to podcasts. And she got so tired of hearing me say, well, Adam Carolla said this today <laughs> or Joe Rogan said this today. He's or, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, or, or I'd be like, Terry Gross was uh, interviewing these these fine actors from... <laughs> She'd be like, they don't know who you yeah. are. <laughs> You're not friends with them. I'm like, well, to me, they're my friends. Yeah. They're my friends. You don't understand. You don't yeah. get me. But uh, yeah, no. But that, what a, yeah. yeah, but what a bitch thing to say. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, they don't I'm know the re- you. <laughs> You're the reason I'm alone. So just, you Let know, me have like, this. just go Can I just it. have this one thing? Joe Rogan yeah. interviewed a guy who found a meteor rock in a in a desolate cave, and I enjoyed it. And you are taking it from me right now. <laughs> Joe Rogan talked about a fake moon landing for three <laughs> hours today, and I I kind of believe it now. Uh, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park No, but, you know, especially in the early, I don't know if you have this, but like I, I listened to a lot of This American Life and um, Fresh Air, which is Terry Gross. I think she's one of the best interviewers ever. Yeah. And, but like This American Life does this thing every couple of episodes, they throw in such a sad story. <laughs> you're just like listening to the episode and crying. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know why I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes but, it's just yeah. good to get shattered sometimes, you know? Oh, I, this one episode, and I don't even know who it was, but it was a. Uh, but I remember the episode. It was it was a uh, Allison Rosen, new bet. Allison Rosen is your new best friend, or something like that. Is the name of the podcast? Okay, but she had this like director or actor or somebody on, and his grandson died in his pool. Oh wow. Somebody left the gate open and he was talking about getting through that. And I cried <laughs> like snots, you know, yeah, one I of was those. like Viola Davis. Yeah. Crying. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like snot bubbles. Just craziness. Your, uh, your chest is like hyperventilating. <laughs> Some of those. Yeah. 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 I get that. If, if you haven't listened to the new Viola Davis book, I mean, I, you could read it, but there's an audio version. Does she narrate it? Yeah, I'm it's in. just it's I can so her all day. It, like Oprah said to her, I knew what poor was. I didn't never knew what the level of poor you were. Oh wow. Yeah. No, I'm in. Just, I didn't know yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know Viola. It's, just, yeah, it's like soul crushing. Yeah. I'm in. No, I'm in on but, that. But but so you have to think that if some of these shows had this 
huge impact to me. I mean, I've had people say to me like, ah, it's really hard for me to watch or listen to um, crime shows about kids. But you you covered a case two weeks ago and every 15 minutes I had to turn it off. It was too much. I was crying. And, and you're like, there's a part of you that feels good that you were, you could affect somebody in that way. Yeah. Um, but you're also sad that you brought them heartache, but like when they come up to you and they're like, I, I know you, it's like, yeah, you know me on a level or yeah. percentage of me. Um, this is how I act when the other person in the room is being very serious about a crime. Yeah. If Nick was more jokey, I would probably be less jokey. Yeah. For the balance. That makes any sense. For the balance. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't even think it would be like um an artistic statement. Yeah, it just it just would dial you back. Just you yeah. would just fall you would just fall in line. Yeah. I get that feeling. But yeah, so when but when people say like, Oh, you're my friend, you just don't know it yet. Or we're best <laughs> friends. I'm like, Yeah, I, I'll say I accept. Yeah. Like, Same. Yeah, that's really <laughs> you 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 made a lot of good good and interesting points and um I definitely wanna we could we could go into that for a long time, but I don't I don't I don't. Well, me and I, you could probably talk for like six hours. I know, and I only have you for a little bit, so I want to dive in. I want to dive into that point that you said about the ego of sometimes you might see because you. I mean, I'm, CrimeCon isn't the only thing that you do. I mean, you do your own live shows. I'm sure you've you do other conventions, and I hadn't I hadn't noticed. I hadn't even given any thought to it. A concern that I had about me and my co-host Fran. Um, who I'm sure you saw, you know, he plays the background. He, he also doubles as my security. So that's why. How do I not know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the guy with the big hair wearing sunglasses. at AKA the king of crime con. Yes. <laughs> like I used to be the captain of crime con <laughs> until I met him. And I'm like, he doesn't even pay attention to anybody. He's like, no, I'm, I'm busy on my social media right now. Yeah. I, I like to keep him around and just keep me humble. But my concern was that, I didn't want to come across that we were those people because I am not good at the networking aspect. I love meeting people that listen. I love podcast row and everything, but I'm not good at the like meeting other podcasters things. Cause I don't really, I don't really consider it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what we are. I don't want to come up to people and be like, you have, you've, have you heard of my podcast? Like that part still feels pretentious, but the down, the, the flip side to that is like, when I when we come into these rooms, I'm like running up to you or I'm running up to Billy Jensen. And it looked I, I don't want it to look away where it's like, oh, I'll talk to these people, but I won't talk to these people. <laughs> we just happen to have become friends just like like it just naturally happened. So I don't want people to don't know us to look at it like, oh, you'll talk to these people, but not these people. So that was on my mind a few no, times. You, that, you yeah. talked to a, a you talked to a bunch of unsuccessful podcasts. <laughs> They told me they met you. Okay. No, I'm not <laughs> you talked. What, what was cool about me and you the first time was we we hit it off uh, in Austin. Yeah. And so this one we we only got to talk for a little bit for this sure. time, a couple of drinks, which I never get mad about because I just know everybody's being pulled yeah. in one direction. But what's so cool about meeting you and the way I feel about you is that when people reflect that, oh, I met him and he's so he's so funny, he's so smart, you know things that i've i i i feel about you as well oh man thanks. and and everybody I, i've never heard anybody say a bad thing about you 
So well, that's good because I was concerned. I was like, yeah, I was like, I mean, I was saying some nasty. Yeah, you, <laughs> like, as long as you like, were getting well, some yeah. pushback, eh? <laughs> like, I'm like, he's, he's all right. He's kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> it was just weird. Like the first, like I said, every one I've had different experiences. Sure. Trust me, the first one that I went to, I was like. My head was just like swollen, <laughs> like driving back in like my beat up car. Like, yeah, signed like seventeen autographs. <laughs> People were screaming my name. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Nick was only there because we were invited, kind of last minute. Yeah, and it was in Indianapolis, which which is like a three hour drive for us. But he already planned to go on vacation, so like a normal human, he's like. <laughs> I can go for one day, but I, I'm going on this vacation. And yeah. I'm going, you need to cancel the trip. This is going to be huge. <laughs> the first day that he was there, like we met a lot of people. Well, the next day when it's just me, half, maybe one fourth of the amount came up because then it, because there's just one of us. Yeah. Like, who, who is this? Yeah, who's this guy just sitting here? <laughs> and, and this is probably like, we probably only had like two pictures of us on the internet anyways. Yeah. yeah. So like people don't even know what we look like. And uh, I met Bob there. Yeah. Here's one of my favorite things about crime con one. Everybody that I met, I only met them <laughs> this year. I met everybody's producers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, researchers, <laughs> editors, uh, managers, videographer. <laughs> oh yeah. This guy's just here to take pictures. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Like, I don't know if like I'm just dumb or I'm cheap and I don't want to hire people, but I just, I don't know. Like I too am a combination of both of those things. I just, am like, I, I have a camera like, but I think it's, I think podcasting is personal. It's very personable. And I don't want to send the show off for somebody to edit the, what I say. And, and plus like, I, when I, if you think I sound dumb on our show, I sound way dumber before it goes out. Before you uh, clean it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I delete everything and just re say my line. Nick's not even in the room. I'm just re saying my lines. Um, but no, it's like I don't know. Like the show is supposed to be about what I think of a case. Yeah, not what to reason and i don't want to i'm not trying to throw shade at no 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 because i fully agree i I don't i don't take anything away from anybody who chooses to go that route and and it it become more of like a production but for me i'm like well no like i want to keep no matter what success we find i like the indie feeling of like no no this is like my this is like my home project like this is my thing these are my words this is my equipment this is my audio that I choose to put out in the frame that I want to the the scores and the audio and everything. And, and until that become, it would, I'd have to have, and I'm speaking to the wrong person. Cause I'm, I know you have a lot of shit on your plate and yet you still do it. So I don't <laughs> think there ever, I don't think there ever will be a day where I go, my plate is just so full that I can't do this thing that I treat like my child. Like I love, right. I love my podcast. I love podcasting. And I love editing. It's like, you know, when I see you, when I see you, when I see you playing bass and doing the scores and doing the Captain Fathands um, music and stuff and the St. Patrick's, I know you love it. Yeah. So it's not a thing where I go, yeah, no, I'm going to get somebody else to do the music. It's like, no, no, I'm going to do the music because I, li- I like to do the music, you know? Yeah. And I, I think what I've always just done, and I think you do this in the arts in general, is that we're accustomed to sacrificing other parts of our lives. Where 
Nick hasn't had to do that. I mean, Nick was just saying we had a meeting because uh, our contract is almost up in, in, in January. And so we're talking about what's going to be next. And he was saying that he would like to have major holidays off. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I guess people have those yeah, I off. Guess, I guess like, people yeah. do that. I guess people do stuff on Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't attend uh, my sister's wedding because I was playing music and it wasn't weird. Like n- nobody in my family, like they called get it. was like, you're such a dickhead. Yeah. Well, it was her fault that she like moved it like, like a month out. Yeah. She got, no, like, was, opportunity to save some money and yeah. she moved the date. But I was like, I can't make it. And she's like, ah, oh, I didnn't think you were going to come anyway. So, <laughs> um, cause I was just always on the road on the yeah. weekend, you know? And so it, it, and it's weird too. Cause a lot of my friends from CrimeCon have asked me about networks too. It's like, so we're on Stitcher. Well, we were on Stitcher, but Stitcher was bought by SiriusXM. Yes. So that SiriusXM is my employer, but they're my distributor. Yes. So I'm not on their network, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I get that for sure. But there are networks within Stitcher, you know, like Exactly Right Network yeah. or um, the Crime Junkie Network, uh, Audio Chuck. Um, but we're not on that. <laughs> I talked about starting a network, but then I was like, wait a second. I, I don't want <laughs> responsibility of other people's podcasts and stuff now. Yeah. Well, a lot. Okay. You know, Quincy Jones, right? Yes. Quincy Jones is an um, amazing jazz trumpet player. Yes. And most people don't know that because so doing because other people's stuff, stuff all the time, <laughs> because eventually he became a producer and then he became like a, a record executive and all, all that stuff. And it's like, I just want to, I just want to be the player. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to do, uh, now I love to talk about the, the possibilities for smaller shows and what they could focus on Yeah, to, to get some traction, but also like the way they could break down on how they could make money. I could like in probably 10 minutes have a conversation with you and explain to you how you could break your money down and get you to six figures. Yeah. And once you see it laid out, it starts going like light bulbs start going. Yeah, off. for sure. Like, oh my God, this is actually possible. And it's like, yeah, it's not, and it's not that far off. Yeah. You know? But it, but if you take on that role, then you lose the things that you want to do. You you don't get to just be the player anymore. Yeah. So you and like, you like to just do it. You like to just, cause you get, you gave me advice in Austin and you know, and so, but you just like to do that is what you're saying, as opposed to like that being the job that you now take on. And I was like, listen here, son, you're, you're listen like, here, son, if I do what I do is if I yeah. had the knowledge that I had in my time, I would take all of the shirts and start my own printing press. You're, I was like, yeah. no, this is bro. I was like, thank you. In the middle of a, I was like, I had like a start pen. printing my own shirts. Yeah. <laughs> If you could just become the printer. Yeah. <laughs> it's called, see, son, it's called vertical integration. If you sell the shirts and you make the shirts, you get all the money. And I was like, yes, thank you, Captain. But but now you can be canceled by an associ- association. Yes, yes. So it's like, you know, no offense to the true crime community, but there's not too many people that I've met that I would stick my flag in and say, I get this that. torch for me, you know. Because I, I and then you go down and I go down because I joined I joined up with you with your team right. with your yeah. Game of Thrones house, yeah. Or someone like you where I, I I actually I was telling this to Kelly. I don't know if you know Kelly from. I talked to Kelly earlier. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I was telling her, I was like, I think he's the, the, the smartest and most talented person that I met in the last couple of years. Oh, come on, man. Stop. Man. Like, oh, just, no, oh, seriously. Checks in the not to like kiss your ass. Cause like I met you and there was just, this, there was this thing, the way you were talking about things and it's, there's a seriousness, but there's a playfulness in the sense of like, I am going to take this very serious. I'm going to work really hard at this, but I'm also not going to let, you know, the, the work is important. I'm not important. And that's the vibe I got. And I just thought, and also just like, well, I did listen to a lot of the Dawson's Creek. <laughs> okay. Now I see where all the compliments get. Listen, I'll bring, I'm going to bring the show back and you can be my co-host. Nah. <laughs> it's just it's a it's a pure love thing for you you don't want to have you don't want dawson's creek to become work for you just just know this that there's people in my life that will not allow that to happen uh you know dawson's creek just got taken off netflix and people were people were happy probably so you could uh, shut yeah, up but i'm like but it's on hbo max so here we go again you know <laughs> Uh, before I let you go, um, this has been a great. This con- was so much fun, yeah, by the way. This has been a great conversation. I got to have you on again for sure because there's so much. I know we could go off on tangents all day long, but anytime, just yeah. you, you just reach out to me, and if I can make it, any anything you need, I appreciate. Except it. for a deal, I yeah. can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, no. But what I was going to say about your talent is somebody like you. It's like why would I want to bottle that up? Why would I want to? Because the the whole idea of a network is, oh, well, Alvin, come to me and I'll get you a little bit more followers. Yeah. And now I'll take 60% of everything you make. Yeah. Like, I don't want to take 60% of everything you make, but I also don't want to do a bunch of work for free. Yes. So, <laughs> so that, yeah, like, yeah. Not do this. You know? <laughs> it's the battle. Yeah. Um, so here at the podcaster studio, I have a questionnaire, which was made famous by Bernard Pivo and then went on to be on inside the, uh, actor studio by James Lipton. He would ask his guests, the, uh, the, this questionnaire every episode. And so I have a series of questions I like to ask, you know, um, just to kind of get into the brain of the captain a little bit. So well, hold on a second. Do you, you understand that I created a show like two years ago called the list. No, I don't, I don't and know. And it was taking James Lipton Lipton's questionnaire. Yes. And uh, uh, I found like three or four other questionnaires. Yeah. So I put them all together. Same. And it was yeah. supposed to be like true crime binge where I'd get a true crime podcast host on. Yeah. But they would answer the same list of questions the whole time. No yeah. bullshitting. Like no bullshitting. Just I ask you a question. You answer, answer the question. The That's a I lot more structure. Like, <laughs> I came up with that like two years ago. <laughs> and we actually pitched it to... Um, I think Stitcher Premium, mm-hmm. and then they wanted me to make a bunch of episodes and then shop it, and I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you you take it now, or you get you get or yeah. you get out of my face. So when I saw you post <laughs> inside the podcaster studio, I was like, son of a bitch, he was it, I was I was that executive at Stitcher Premium. You I'm couldn't like, tell I had a, I had a Mission Impossible mask on. I was like, this, this idea guy is, is mine. <laughs> this guy is living my life. He does a Dawson <laughs> Creek podcast. <laughs> No. What if I open up this closet? It's just like a shrine, a bunch of pictures of you in here. I'm like, I don't even know what you mean. I just like, I just happen to, re- we're on the same wavelength. I don't know, man. It's weird. I don't know. It's just strange. Yeah. Well, you have a lot more facial hair this year than last year. And yeah, I'm, um, the, the mustache, I, like I said, I told you, I said I was trying to be in disguise. I, like, I think it was either you or Bob that were like, 
Yeah, the point of coming to these things is so people could recognize you and they show you love for like, <laughs> and you now come, you look like a different person this year. I was like, yeah, I, I guess I didn't think that part through. I was like, I'm going through a phase. I wanted to try something new and now nobody knows who the hell I am because they're like, Alvin doesn't have a mustache. They don't recognize you? Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, at, at, that's crazy to say yeah. crime con because I'm, I'm like one of six black people there. So I know a mustache one is One of like four. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So I know the mustache is like, it's jarring, but it's me. It's a me. Yeah. <laughs> But what I will say is uh, I landed a really good conversation with uh, Dave, uh, David Robinson because his family was like, yeah, there's like no black people here. We'll be over there soon. Like we're going to we're going to come over and talk <laughs> to you because we're black. Like let's, We need to come over yeah, and talk yeah. to you. I was like, so, it, it, you know, it has its advantages. Hopefully Oprah comes one day to Crime Con and she'll be like, well, we have to go talk to that person because oh, oh, yeah. only like three of them here. Uh, <laughs> so um, so uh, question one of the questionnaire. What is your favorite word? Uh, I, I do like the word curiosity. Mm. What is your least favorite word? I knew this was coming. I should have like prepared <laughs> so I could just you know, impossible. I like that. That's deep. Mine yeah. at the moment is schmegma. Most just recently found out what that <laughs> is, and I was like, I don't like that at all. Anyway, we won't get into it. If you want to Google which Megman is, if you don't know, feel free to Google. Well, it. If you want to get dark with this, I could give you some other words. <laughs> I well, I'll, I'll take impossible. I like it. It's it's, it's yeah. like a motivational thing. We'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. You can tell me the other ones off air. Please do. Um, what is a quality that you love in people? Uh, kindness. I mean, I know that sounds simple, but like you hold the door for people now, and they're like, "Oh my God, thank you." Yeah. Like, and I'm always like, you should not be this, this thing. shocked yeah. <laughs> by me holding the door. Oh my God, you're a decent person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's shocking. Yeah, but when sadly, yeah, but it's it's uh, it might be a simple a simple thing to say, but it it's it's lacking in the world these days. So you know, for sure. Uh, what is a quality that you hate in people? Uh, righteousness or yeah. privileged yeah. or or also just. I really hate it when people think they're the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And try to lord it over people. Yeah. That's th that combination of that and the righteousness, wanting to be the smartest person and the righteousness of like, I'm going to tell you you're wrong because not because I'm trying to help you, but because I want you to feel small. Yeah. That's like the worst type of person to me. It's like uh, uh, how you like them apples. That yeah. scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The guys in the Harvard bar and he's like, you know, um, history that must have been right between recess and lunch. You know, he's, he's like, must have been a surveys course. And my, my favorite line is when Ben Affleck repeats, Yeah, yeah, it was surveys. You'd like it. You should try it. You should take the course. And then the guy starts digging on him again. And what one of the things that people don't understand in that scene is Ben Affleck scratches his head. Yeah. Like a, like a monkey. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like, get, yeah. It's almost like to symbolize the, the simple. I'm the Neanderthal yeah. and you're trying to put me in my place. But those Neanderthals would, would rip that dude's throat <laughs> out and, and eat it. Yes. You know? and, so. and that is another thing I talk about in the world today is like people, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of violence, but there, there used to be an understanding that violence was a possibility and that made people act accordingly. And now people yeah. just think they can do whatever they want and say whatever they want and be however they want and be rude and nasty and there aren't consequences in life. And I think that's a, a, a byproduct of like 
the human society has gotten to such a point of like no predators. I mean, you know, like no no natural predators. So we're just like, yeah, yeah. no, like there's nothing. I don't fear anything. And then now you can't really do any. Not that I want people to. You get what I'm. You get what I'm saying. I don't even. Well, want no, to, yeah, you, but you, Jordan Jordan P- Peterson has a really good lecture on that men should be dangerous. Yes, yeah. it's, it's very interesting. But it, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people at CrimeCon, not the listeners, but podcasters themselves that would benefit from getting punched in the face. I get that. Yeah. And then it's like, cause that's what I, I do know in my life is, you know, sometimes I thought I was something that I wasn't and then I got punched in the face. Yeah. And, and then you go, Oh yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I learned. And again, it's like, I'm not advocating violence, but I'm just saying violence is a natural part of being a human being. And if you aren't, if you don't recognize that, then you just live in a different world than me. I, I think yeah. I'm a very civilized person. I'm a respectful person, but there's just some things I was, there's some things I would never say to you, not just because I respect you as a friend, but like, because I go, this could turn into like an altercation of violence. And I could be completely wrong about you and how I would think you would react. But just me knowing that and how in my life and how I grew up, it stops right. me from, there's just lines. Like there just are lines. And you know, yeah. so I just think that that's necessary. Lines, lines are necessary. Yeah. Now, what is a sound or noise that you love? Uh, I was going to say a fart. <laughs> when I talk about, I went to a music conservatory, and I think it was like the second day in theory class. Now, theory, you have to take four classes of theory. Mm-hmm. And it's like devastating. Like, like there's like sophomores and juniors that are still in theory one because they can't pass it and so it's like intense like oh my god this is theory one we got to pay attention and the kid in fart and the kid in front of us farted his name was mike fokker <laughs> last name fokker yeah mike, mike, mike fokker mike fokker <laughs> and he farted and me and the me and the kid beside me couldn't stop snickering you know we're just like <laughs> and then like the teacher would turn around would stop laughing and then he, you know and and then eventually we just both he farted again and we both lost it <laughs> and the whole like class turned around and looked at us like look, you guys are so immature like first of all we didn't fart yeah you know we, we weren't are we farting <laughs> we're holding that stuff tight in our butt we want to fart but we're not going to this yeah. rude asshole farted now we're, we're laughing we're following the rules of society and this guy farted and it, it's funny farts are funny but you're looking at us that's crazy we're being respectful members of society, not making this room smell like ass. Yeah. The other one uh, would be, have you ever heard of Ava Cassidy? No. Ava Cassidy is this uh, singer, songwriter, kind of jazzy, but she did a lot of covers and I can just put on her records and just like, oh, her voice is just mag- it's magical. Huh? Uh, it, it's like sometimes she comes on and I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. Well, when I first heard Ava, like, because she did Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and you're like, ah, oh, this is like a cheesy song. <laughs> and, like, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, no, it's pretty good. But, like, by the third time I heard it, I'm like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> and it's Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah. Like, why am I, why do why I am I crying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why am I crying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the sound or noise that you hate? No, no, yeah, it's just the the no the guttural noise of a no coming out of somebody. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. Mine's probably sure. I just 
I used to love the Wheeze, but now it's <laughs> just used, his voice. I used to love him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, uh, no, he would do a... Uh, Buddy? Um, yeah. Like, it's the, the weasel. weasel. It's yeah. the weasel. Yeah. 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 But now it's just yeah. like, it's like a cheese grater on my knuckles, you know? When he would, <laughs> when, and I think it was Encino Manor, they go to the gas station and he gets like a chili cheese burrito <laughs> and heats it up. That like became my go-to like we'd stop at a gas station burrito and I'd be like, get in a burrito. And my, all my friends are like, what are you doing? I'm are like, you using the gas station microwave? Yeah, it's man. The we- it's the weasel. It's the, yeah. It's, it's, it's called the Weez special. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Now I will admittedly, if bio, if biodome's on, I'll pop biodome on, but his voice is it just, <laughs> it, it, in the wrong context, it'll hit my ears. And it's just like, ah, I hate it. Yeah. Um, where is the suckiest place to get a tattoo? Now, now, before you answer the question, I will preface this by saying, I usually uh, do like a special, some special questions for my guests, but this was so last minute that these are the, that, that question is from when I talked to Maggie, Maggie Freeling. So it's like, she has a lot more experience in that, answering that question uh, than you. I know you have some tattoos, but I was like, that's, that's a more of a Maggie question, but you can answer the question still. I am so mad at Maggie too. Cause she won a Pulitzer. Won a fucking Pulitzer, man. Yeah, I mean, okay, now, now, in fairness, it's a group of people. Yeah, but she's in the yeah. group, though. So you're, are you that? You're like, yeah, no, I mean, just, yes. Did did <laughs> did Moonlight win an Oscar? Yeah, but like the guy that was uh, the yeah. cameraman didn't win. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've always, I've I've loved Maggie for so long, and she was one of the first people I saw on TV, and I thought she was cute. And then I posted, hey, you know, this girl, you know, she seems really smart and you know, talented, blah, blah. Yeah. And so the whole thing was like, oh, we're going to meet up. And, and we met at, at crime con and we're hanging out together. So then everybody's like, oh, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, she has a boyfriend. <laughs> a cool, a very cool looking boyfriend. I, I saw him at crime con last year. I was like, dude, you well, look- it's a different one when I met her. Oh shit. Okay. Well then never mind. He, uh, who but this guy was a jerk. Guy. Yeah. And so she dumped him finally, but no, uh, uh Rufio. She's yes. not with Rufio. Oh anymore. shit! Okay, oh, damn, I like that guy, man. He looked so. Yeah, cool. when she told me, she's like, "Yeah, I know." Everybody <laughs> liked him. <laughs> he that's was that's so... what sucks about dating somebody that everybody likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got to deal with. You just got to deal with that. Like, man, I really like that guy. He's so cool looking. Well, think about it. She won a Pulitzer. Yeah. <laughs> so she had to break up with him. Yeah, I was like, fucking listen, things are changing now. I'm yeah. I'm on a different uh, level. And I need to date somebody that wears elbow uh, pads on a, on a blazer. You can't just. Yeah. You, you can't <laughs> look this cool. I need somebody that's distinguished now. I'm a I'm a Pulitzer surprise with. <laughs> I mean, if I want a Grammy, get the I, fuck out of them. <laughs> I, I, I would quit the podcast tomorrow. So, <laughs> you know. Now, okay, so no, um, do you have an answer for the second place to get a tattoo, or are we just going to the leave Grundle? It? Okay, is that from personal experience, or are you just guessing? Oh, no, I'm just. You'll never tell, and I, that's why I respect. You, I'm just saying that if you did. Ugh. Yeah, no, the, yeah, the, the, oh, yeah. But so. but you know, tattoos are strange though too because like the the elbow for a lot of people it's just horrible. Yeah. Or Maggie said knee. Back it's, of the what, knee. Some part it, of the knee, somewhere I on the knee. I think it's the back of the knee. Back of the yeah. knee? Ugh, yeah, that's Cuz I've heard like armpits are bad and the Ugh. back of the knee is bad. Yeah. Cluster uh, of nerves there, both of those places. Yeah. yeah. But then I've had other people that are like, oh, man, the, my elbow didn't hurt when I got done. I'm like, well, my elbow sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought the guy was like, I started like 
giving out like Russian secrets yeah. and stuff. <laughs> are you are you is this are you torturing me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I, I don't know. I think they're going to invade sometime soon. <laughs> like they they want our nukes. You know. How long have I been a spy? My whole life. My whole life. Yeah. Um, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Uh, well, the thing I'm probably most fascinated in is uh, like psychology. So, yeah, it's and deep. I always wanted to be a prof- see when I w- went to when I got into music, it was really just to see if I could do the thing. Yeah, and then because I was always an athlete, I liked the idea that nobody else thought I could do this other thing. I was actually told by a, my teacher to quit playing and stick with athletics oh, wow. because he's like, look, I heard you're pretty good at athletics and you're not that good at this thing. I'm like, Oh, well, I'm going to get better. But I like the, the alone time with it. Yeah. And mastering something. Yeah. And it's just all about how much time and energy I put into this thing, but I never really got into it to be in a band. Yeah. And like tour, and like, Oh, maybe I'll be famous. Like my, my long-term goal was like, Oh, I'll be a professor. But I also thought like professors made a decent. Yeah. You thought, you thought teacher, you thought, you thought teachers and professors could, could, could survive. Uh, cause you know, the job's so respectable. No, you were super wrong. Well, I thought, okay, my mom's a principal, so she makes decent money, but then professors, that's a you know higher level of education. They have to make way more money than, and it literally, it was the first year I was in college where I was like, oh, my God, these teachers don't make anything. Yeah. No. And it killed all motivation. Yeah. <laughs> like, my practicing went way down. Like, I just stopped listening to people. I'm like, what are you? Like, you know, you, you don't need my one professor didn't even have a car. Like, he lived like a couple blocks from from work, and he'd ride his bike. Yeah, you're like, I can't relegate myself to this. This is yeah. this is this is a purely an act of love. If you if you're a teacher, you really like teaching the next generation because you get treated like shit, man. Yeah. You don't get any fucking money. It's insane. Yeah, um, it's horrible. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking nuts. But um, to to piggyback before I jump to the next question, just the thing that you said about. Uh, I fucking hate people that there's there's so many people out there that can't even understand like mastering or even being good at one thing that they're like no why would you try to do and just stick to that thing don't try to expand your your mind or you know anything like I just I keep people away from me that are like that like the idea that somebody goes hey man like you're pretty good at sports don't try to learn another thing like that's crazy no I think um, I had an awakening when I was like 27 and and then even more so uh when I was like 30 some, I think one of the best books that any artist could read is born standing up by Steve Martin. And he's just really kind of talks about, you know, just being more of a Renaissance man. Yeah. And, and I was so singularly focused on, I mean, I used to love sports. I thought I was Michael Jordan when I was a kid, (laughs) I shaved my head like him. I had a knee brace you gambled all the time. No, I, I would wear a knee brace. <laughs> just just for purely like three, purely for aesthetics, right? <laughs> three years, I'd wear a knee brace. And my dad would constantly tell me, you don't have a problem with Yeah, your knee. knees are fine. <laughs> and, and then when it would rip or if it started smelling too bad, my dad would have to go get a new one. Because I thought it was Michael it's, Jordan. I have to. I can't play without the knee brace. <laughs> no, no. 
no, I every day, <laughs> like in my normal life, I walked. No, around stop. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, I would. I played. My family called me ball boy because <laughs> I would sit outside and like I do around the world. Yeah, and I'd have to then. Oh, okay, got it once. Now I got to do it two, two, three times. Four yeah, times. before dinner, come in for dinner. No, no, no. <laughs> can't tell i make 10 shots in a row you know i I'm, i might like come up with some dumb thing where i gotta throw it off the roof and have some bounce from the roof into the thing i gotta do that seven times in a row or i can't go in it'd be like midnight and i'm yeah. just like crying <laughs> throwing it against the wall. i can't go to sleep until i get seven uh, off the backboard yeah. <laughs> into the trash cans but i was so singularly focused on music and i remember playing in the cover band and the first gig we ever played because you're in a sports bar yeah and everybody's watching football and i remember going like everybody in the band was into football because they were musicians that played in cover bands for years yeah and then i was like oh wait it's okay to be in, into sports like oh you thought you had to choose like well i thought oh, you were like, so focused yeah i got i got you i got well you. i thought to be the best you gotta lock in because like i was but like i was telling you like imagination can come from anywhere but if you're only if you're too singular focused, your imagination doesn't come from anywhere. Yeah. So then you, now you're just locking yourself into this like the tech the technical aspect of it. Yeah, like I was making a lot of good music that only musicians would want to hear. Yeah. You know. I get that. I get yeah. that because you weren't finding the beauty that you can translate into the art. Yeah, or or you'd start having this elitist mentality of like, oh, that's not real music. Oh, you were like Whiplash. Have you seen, you, have yeah, you seen which is a really bad version of a music school, but it, I mean, somebody actually explained to it. There's not many teachers that act like him. Sure, but what's happening in your head as a music student feels is like that. That guy. Got it. That you, makes you that makes are, like You're you him. actually are that guy to yourself. Yeah. Wow. No, that's deep. Yeah, I, I, there's a great um, guitar player in Columbus. I won't name his name, but. I, I can't play with him. I can't record with him. The just the amount of trash talking he does to himself. Yeah. Like we'll be listening back to the track and I'll be like, man, that sounds shit, great. And he'll be like, oh, shit. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm you know shit. what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe you do suck. <laughs> if you think you suck that bad, you must. You probably do you've convinced you've I'll tell you what, you've convinced me. Yeah, I don't know what the hey. podcast I don't know what the podcast version of that is, but like that that guy. Ex exists in me for sure like you know like you, you, i don't let it stop me but you always you always feel like you could have done something better or whatever you know i think that's what if you care about something there that whiplash guy jk simmons is always going to be in your head somewhere like you're fucking a sorry excuse for a <laughs> podcaster you don't know what the fuck you're talking about get out of my own house um yeah so. yeah but what you learn because you create your own schedule yes but if you say hey i'm going to put one out every week you better put one out every week yeah, absolutely and you want to keep to that. But what you realize is that you can't let really good be ruined by perfectionism. So what mm. I've learned, yeah. especially, especially with the podcast is, I mean, some weeks we're putting out over three hours worth of content. Yeah. And I got buddies that will spend six months putting out a record. I'm like, it took you six months to put out five songs that are three <laughs> minutes long each. Like, come on. Yeah. Crank it up. Like, yeah, well, people are too precious with yeah. their art. Yeah. And what it really is is fear. Yeah. 
like, oh, well, I got to tweak this and tweak this. No, you don't. Yeah. You're just so afraid because you actually didn't put the work in into the initial process of writing a good song. Yeah. That you're afraid to put out. I mean, think about some of the songs from the 60s and the, like, some of those songs are recorded so badly. Yeah. And they're still. I would argue Dark Side of the Moon is not one of the best, like, uh, ma- mixed and mastered albums of all time, but it's amazing. You know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah, it's um, it's amazing. You know, like they just they just followed yeah. their vision, and or put, something like you know, Etta James, like at last, yes, it comes on and you're like, this wasn't done with the best microphones. No, but I like, just that's <laughs> that song will stop you in your tracks. Absolutely. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Everybody wants to be clever with this. Well, like, what took you so long? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We've been waiting uh, for you. Yeah. Or wrong, wrong entrance. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I don't know. Um, or like, come on in. The water's warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Eddie Murphy, like, yeah, getting just... into a hot tub. <laughs> you know? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> too, too hot in yeah. the hot tub. Uh, um. I, I guess probably what you wanted to hear from like your 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 family or anybody like, hey, welcome. We're we're proud of you. Yeah, you know, or something like that. For sure. Yeah, yeah. No, like I think that's what we all we all want to we all just want to be reassured in the end. I was I was holding out for you to have some kind of uh, Stallone uh, <laughs> bad guy thrown off a building line, like you know, like well, actually, I <laughs> what would, goes up must come down. You know? <laughs> I'd like for them just to play the theme song to Dawson's Creek when, I, when they open <laughs> up the doors. Open them, open them extra slow. Yeah, open them extra slow. Lives to be over. <laughs> I want to know right now. It's just Dawson and Jason yeah, they're all they're all they're the gang's all here. <laughs> yeah, like Jack is like they let the gay guy into heaven. Like yeah, all right. I, I knew heaven was progressive. <laughs> yes, it's great. All right, well, um, Captain, my guy, listen. I got nothing but love for you, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm glad we can make this happen again. Um, I will be sure to reach out again in the future and, and we'll make this happen again. I love talking with you. We um, got to do a bonus episode of just Dawson Creek. Yes. <laughs> we'll just talk, hour of we'll just talk Dawson about Creek. Dawson's Creek for straight up an hour. I'm in and, and just play yeah, it out. Don't you have a, do you have a Patreon? Oh uh, yeah. Yes, I do. Yes. Yes. Well, yes we need up. to do a Dawson's Creek Patreon. Dawson episode. cast. Yeah, yeah. Me, yes. me and you are going to do a Dawson cast one hour straight, just going, just going after it. And I'm, I'm we can watch any episode you want. I'm in, just and just pick it apart. I'm so in. Yeah. You pick the episode. You pick that. You pick the episode that you think is like the best Dawson's Creek episode. I'll go in dry. It could be season four. I've never even, haven't even gotten there yet. I'll go right to that episode. No context. No, don't know who the characters are, and we'll just go for it. We'll just rip it and dip it, man. You know, before you go, if you have anything that you got coming up or anything you want to, you know, uh, plug, uh, tour dates, if you got something in the future you want to sell some tickets or something like that, please take a second. Go for it. No, I can't remember oh, yeah. where we're going to be. No, I, I'm doing one solo, and then me and Nick are going to be announcing one in Nashville. Okay. Um, but somebody told me the other day, like, you're doing a lot of live events. I'm like, three in a year? It's <laughs> not that. That's not that post COVID. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, and I don't know how much I just want to do them here and there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I want to just hit the road crazy. No. And I did. I like my life being the way it is. And I like that. I like all my neighbors. <laughs> I always tell them I've never seen two and a half men. What's the show? Right. Yeah. Two, two and a half men. 
But I think uh, what's his face's character like Charlie like, Sheen, G- yeah, that's you and stuff. Yeah, the, yeah like, so I just like he's always people, home, but he he drives a, he drives a McLaren. Like, like yeah, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> Well, people are like, "What do you do for a living?" I'm like, oh, "I do uh, music for commercials." Like, <laughs> so I normally tell people, which yeah. is not untrue. I do that sometimes. Yeah, but very, very rarely. Like, Way less questions but, though. Yeah, they're like yeah, okay, they're, yeah. yeah. Or if that, or if I don't want to have somebody talk to me about music i'll say like i i edit audio oh that's they're like you got it they're like, yeah, like that sure <laughs> uh, i don't even know what that means but it sounds like it would make money like well I'm it's a job engineer. yeah the, it's He's a an job. engineer he must make a lot of money <laughs> uh no no uh look forward <laughs> everybody just be on the lookout for for our bonus episode on Dawson's Yeah, Creek. the Dawson's cast. That's what you guys, that's yeah. what he, he came here exclusively to plug the idea that he's been <laughs> waiting to get to for the whole episode. The Dawson's cast coming to the Patreon and then soon to the entire world. Captain, thank you again, man. I look forward to seeing you again in person. And um, I'm just thankful, man. This, this was really cool that we got to do this. Awesome, man. I appreciate you so much. And, and if you're not donating to this podcast, Come on, guys. Yeah, man. We got to get one of those beer. We got to get a beer fund going, man. I, you know, you, need, you don't have a beer fund going? No, I got to well, have to do like a White Claw fund or something like that. I'm trying to watch the carbs. But uh, we'll do like a White Claw fund. To call it keep the damn lights on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do a keep the damn lights on fund. Yeah, you know what? Hey, you heard yeah. it here from the captain first. Keep the damn lights on fund is coming. You guys drop those du- those ducats in there ASAP. But again, well, no, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you and uh, I hope to see you soon. Absolutely, man. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park